Episode 1. After the show, don't forget to visit tell.fish slash gear to get our recommendations on gear that will take your angling adventures to the next level and help make you the next Telltale Fisherman. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. All right, welcome to the show. Today's guest happens to be one of my favorite fishing buddies, and that's because it is my son, Justin Woodson. Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a great honor to have you as my first guest ever on the show. And it's a pretty extraordinary story that we're going to go through in just a little bit that I happen to witness firsthand. Otherwise, I'm not even sure I would believe it. But before we get there, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I'm a crazy teenage boy, so my favorite things are fishing, bow fishing, guitar, girlfriend, and fishing. Not necessarily in that order, right? Uh, it, it depends on the day. And whether or not your girlfriend's in the room? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Talk about some of the things we do here. For those who are listening, we are in the Orlando area in Central Florida. So talk a little bit about the kinds of fishing we have and what we like to do. Some of those things you mentioned earlier. We do plenty of bass fishing. And, and what kind of bass are you talking about? Largemouth, of course. Of course. Okay. And I, what other types of fishing do you like to do? We like to do kayak fishing for basically anything, saltwater, trout, snook, redfish, black drum, if we're feeling special. But I'd say probably my new favorite type of fishing is uh, bow fishing. Shooting tilapia, saving the environment, and having fun fish fries with my friends all at the same time. What is your best day of bow fishing so far? Well, one day we went out to our special spot we found maybe a year ago. I think that day we got seven or eight tilapia. We shot a mudfish and a couple of gar, which I don't exactly recommend. They don't taste that good. It's a lot of work to get the meat in the first place. Yes, they're not easy fish to clean for sure. Well, what is it you like about bow fishing so much? Why is that a fun style of fishing for you? Well, first off, uh, my biggest fishing buddy, he's a little bit uh, ADOS, attention deficit, ooh, shiny, and he he's not very patient. So it's fun to get to go bow fishing with him because he can actually focus on that instead of giving up on fishing and getting distracted and go starting a fire or something. <laughs> and bow fishing's cool because you can do it sometimes from shore and from a boat as well, just like regular fishing. But even at one in the morning, if you're feeling special. Well, that might be something we have to try. But anyway, bow fishing is not what we're going to talk about today for your most epic fishing adventure ever. What is it that you were fishing for on that day? Well, that day we were fishing for the ever so famous beach snook. Beach snook. Tell people a little bit about snook fishing in Florida. For those who don't know, where, where is it you normally catch snook? Where do most people think about catching snook? For uh, most people in Florida, when they're fishing for snook, they're kind of working the same areas 
for redfish and trout and mangrove snapper and whatever else. Just kind of the inlets, fishing around mangroves, fishing flats maybe. Right. But a lot of mangroves for snook. Right. So for for those who may not live near a coastal area, that would be the areas inside the inlets where you have the saltwater marshes and lagoons and the uh, intercoastal river system that we have. Mm-hmm. And the shallow areas where there's mangroves and things, right? Yeah. When we go on our summer vacation, as you were saying, we like to fish for snook on the beach, which is kind of an interesting phenomenon, right? Explain what happens when you're fishing for snook on the beach. For maybe a couple weeks, month or so, uh, they'll run along the beach down in Sarasota where we go. And if you can get the right bait in front of them, you can catch them one after the other. But the trick is you got to catch the little the little minnow baits around there. My dad likes to call them the snook candy bars. Yes, the best ones are about the size of those little candy bars you get when you're trick-or-treating. The uh, finger-sized candy bars, the snooks seem to love those, as you, we found out. You need a special minnow net cast net to catch them because they're so small right if you use a regular three-eighths inch net or half inch net something like that it'll tear them all up and they won't work very well for bait so this is something we've done for many years we go down there during the summer and enjoy it but this past summer we had a unique experience talk about how that unfolded so this story kind of starts back a couple weeks prior. We went to visit our grandfather down in Sarasota at his timeshare. and uh, In Vero Beach. No, not Vero. No, 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 no. no uh, it's in uh, Sebastian. You're, yes, that's right. Wrong, Sebastian. Wrong S place in Florida. Sebastian, that's it. And there's a little dock there. A couple years ago, we went and I caught some small mangrove snapper off there. Wanted to try to do that again, but we didn't bring any rods. So we took a little Walmart trip and got some uh, Walmart special dock demons, but only the deluxe version. Okay, now you're going to have to explain to people what is a dock demon. Well, you see, a dock demon is a little cruddy rod you buy from Walmart. A Doc Demon Deluxe, you pay an extra six, like six ninety eight or something for that one. That's a spinning reel, and it's not just thirty inches; it's thirty six inches long. Okay. It's it's like kind of like a ice rod, except it's amazing. Well, we'll we'll get to how amazing it is. So you bought this rod when you're down in Sebastian visiting your grandfather. Did yes. you did you catch anything on it while you were down well, there? Well. Yet again, YouTube deceived us, and it said we could catch mullet on bread, and that's exactly what we tried. And we got bread in the middle of like a tornado of hundreds of mullet, and not a single one wanted it. So uh, I think YouTube did us wrong. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't catch anything. We couldn't even get a saltwater catfish to bite. Okay, 0 for 1 on the dock demon. So you bring that back to your house in Orlando, mm-hmm. and what are you thinking at that point? I don't know. I I was thinking I ought to have some fun with it some way or another. I think we started using it for brim fishing for a short bit there. 
Yes, and I seem to recall that you pledged to me that you were going to catch a snook on it when we went down to Longboat to do our normal snook fishing, to which I said... You didn't say anything. You just laughed. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. So, I probably just made you more determined to than ever to catch a snook on that yeah. silly little short rod. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, Justin is going to tell us how he turned that dock demon into a snook-catching demon. Here's a tip for you about sunscreen. I noticed that many of my shirts that I used for fishing were getting nasty rust-colored stains on them around the hand and neck areas. Unfortunately, it would not wash out no matter what I tried. And we all know those pretty fishing shirts are not cheap. As it turns out, that staining is caused by an additive which is in many sunscreens, especially the spray-on kinds that I used to use most often. Thankfully, there is a brand of sunscreen that is specially formulated without that additive. So now, the only marks on my shirts and my pictures are the good kind, fish slime. Check out our gear page by typing in tell.fish slash gear in your web browser. We have a link to this sunscreen for you there. So anyway, we get down there, we pull up, and just to set the scene, tell people about all the junk we take down there when we go. We have a truck cab full of junk, a truck bed full of junk, and a 20-something foot boat full of junk. That's pretty much it, yes. So it takes a little while to deal with all the junk yeah, when we arrive. certainly. Yes, it does. So I think it, by the time we got all the stuff out of the truck and in the condo and all that good stuff, it was probably getting close to about 5 o'clock, right? When we went down to the beach yeah, to uh, check it out and maybe do a little fishing the first evening. Yeah. So what happens when we get down to the beach? Oh, well, if I remember correctly, as always, we kind of hang around, do whatever, while we send you out to go find some bait. <laughs> yes. Let let the father do the work while the kids play. Exactly. That's how, that's how it exactly. normally goes, right? Okay. So what happens? Well, I think after a while, you finally got us on some bait. I think I actually got him on the first try that day, but uh, it doesn't always happen that way. But we were we were uh, blessed in that the bait was there. And after I caught it, uh, what what proceeded to happen? We, we do what we always do. We, we steal the bait and we use it all up, hopefully before you can get to it, right? Right. But I think there was a couple of things that happened in between there. Well... Oh, did we all throw out at the same time, relatively? Well, I think, yeah. Well, so I take down my normal light tackle fishing rods, but they're longer than 36 inches. They're the normal six and a half to seven foot rods, spin casting rods, and we proceeded to start fishing with those. But I believe you also brought down your dock demon, right? I wouldn't do anything else. Right. We... Pretty quickly, each caught a snook, I believe. Yours mm -hmm. was, the first one you caught was on a regular rod, right? Uh, I do believe so, yes. Okay. Then you got emboldened and decided you'd switch over to the dock team. Oh, yeah. I, I got it from here, yeah. So I, I caught the first snook, I do believe, on my normal rod. And he tried to catch up, catch one. I said, you know... It, this would just be too plain Jane if I outfish him on my normal rod, like usual. 
So what I decided to do was take things up a notch and grab the professional, I think $16.98 at Walmart, Doc Demon Deluxe Special, and see if I could catch a snook on it, which I knew I could. Some people doubted me. And I caught another snook, and another snook, and another snook. And I'd say maybe 10 snook in or something. Uh, you you look over and you just, I, I don't know, what, what did you see when you looked over? I, I just kept looking over and shaking my head because every time I looked over there, that little tiny rod was bent totally over and Justin's grinning ear, from ear to ear with an I told you so look. And over the course of about three to three and a half hours, how many snook did you end up catching with that rod? Let's just say you had a really good day and you caught 11 snook. With a rod maybe a half to a third of the size of yours, I caught 19 snook. <laughs> yes, and I saw every one of them being uh, pulled ashore with that little thing. But talk about how we did overall. So this was a three, probably a three and a half hour period, probably about three hours of fishing mm -hmm. after catching the bait and getting all set up and everything. So three full hours of fishing before it got too dark to fish anymore. Tell, tell what happened overall. What, were, what was the total outcome from that, that evening? That evening? I do believe that evening alone, we caught 41 snook. That's right. And of course, I caught about half of them on a 36-inch rod with maybe 5-pound mono. I kept getting twisted like, I don't even know, pretzels. It was like tornadoes going off in my line. I had to keep right. untangling it and then unhooking the fish and then throwing it back and then untangling it again and then throwing another fish back. That's right. So you were using the original four or six pound line that comes on that rod? Yeah, and that was that was a nightmare, but I still caught 18 <laughs> snook on it in one evening. Oh my gosh. Well, then you, you proceeded to put braided line on it oh, not yeah. too long 15 after that. 15 pound braid. Wow. So 19 snook on hair thin mono line well you can do that when you're fishing on a beach around the mangroves you and oysters oh my gosh never never would have happened but you what would catch a minnow on that yeah but what was so amazing is that there were myself and your mom and your brother fishing for a little bit right next to you and between us we couldn't we barely hooked up as same number of fish yeah, you did I, with that I little be rod. sandwiched between you guys and the fish will bite my hook there's just something special about that rod. I guess maybe the tiny little rod didn't scare them. They couldn't. They couldn't see it or see a oh, shadow. Oh, I sure scared them after they saw it. Was it like Groundhog Day? They could see the shadow from from our longer rods. I don't know, but it was it was unbelievable. Of all the years we've been fishing like that, we've never caught that many fish at one time, and forty one snook in three hours was was epic by any account. But certainly to catch 19 of them on a, on a tiny little ice fishing rod, basically, was yeah. one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. What are your goals now for that crazy Doc Damon rod? How can you top that? How can you top 19 snook at once with that? Well, rod? you see, I got a, a friend, Lewis, who's, uh, who's going to have an interview here soon. Pretty good fisherman. Well, turns out he also has worked at Mudhole. And he knows how to build rods. 
and he helped me build a 30-inch uh, Doc Demon custom. But that's not enough. See, what I'm going to do here soon, I'm going to build myself a 36-inch Doc Demon. It's going to have all the bells and whistles. And with that 36-inch rod, I'm going to catch a fish longer than 36 inches. Any preference on what kind of fish? Well, I, th I think a redfish would be quite a good achievement there. But, you know, whichever one brings in the sponsors fastest. <laughs> Sponsored fishermen for catching fish bigger than your rod. I like that. Anyway, well, I am certainly going to be eagerly awaiting that catch, and I'm looking forward to it, and we may just have to have you back for an update when it occurs. Justin, as always, it's a pleasure to talk fishing with you. You too. Do you know someone who would be a great guest on the Telltale Fisherman? If so, go to tell.fish slash guest and recommend them for the show. We won't bug them. We'll just give them the chance to share the story of their lifetime and become a fishing legend. Visit tell.fish slash guest. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.